Hey friend, I reached my goal. I read over 25 books this year. And today I'm telling you how you can add more reading into your schedule, either this year or in 2020. Keep listening. Let's go. Welcome to the show. My name is Cynthia and I blog over at www.simplesynthia.com. I've been blogging since 2003. My goal is to spread hope online one word at a time. So I hope that you feel hopeful and happy and inspired once you finish listening to my podcast or when you read my words. So today I want to talk to you about reading. So let me tell you how all of this reading stuff started. I'm a person who enjoys setting goals uh, for myself. And I've always heard of people setting reading goals. Uh, reading goals is something I never really set for myself. I enjoy reading. I read often. I was not what I would consider to be an avid reader. Like I have friends and peers who would just devour books and I've always admired that. But I just decided um, at the end of 2018 that I needed to do something with my brain because I was doing, I was going through a difficult situation, which was really frustrating and I was really mad. And it was one of those things where you just had to go through it. So while I was going through the situation, I decided, well, I can't just be furious um, this whole time or I can do something else with my brain. So I decided, well, why don't I do what Zig Ziglar calls Automobile University? And I just listened to some stuff that will actually teach me something. So that's when I decided, why not do audiobooks? Why not um, just set this goal for myself of reading? So that was the end of 2018. So I actually started uh, reading more at the end of 2018. And I kept that habit in 2019. So what I told myself was, uh, in order to read more, I'm going to have to do it on the go. So audiobooks, it is. I'm also a podcast listener. I obviously have a podcast, which you're listening to. So audio works for me. I actually enjoy it because I can do it on the go. I can do it um, when I commute. I can do it when I'm running. And these days, friends, I'm running a lot. Like this morning, I, re I ran 15 miles. So there's plenty of time to read, to listen to a a lot of an audiobook. So that was the beginning of my go of reading 25 books in 2019. Why 25? I honestly don't know. I think I just picked like a ridiculous number. I think that when I set the goal, I knew like how quickly I went through books. And uh, one more thing you need to know is that I don't actually buy these books. I love the public library system. And I'm thankful that they're high tech. So I rent these books from the public library and it's the selection has been amazing and the quality that I get has been uh, amazing as well. So the person who sent me this question also wanted to know how I select my books. I read what I need. That's how I select my books. If I need more of something in my life, I will read about it. If I'm curious about something, I will read. But the number one criteria for me is I read what I need. I am a person who does not like fiction very much. I tried to like fiction this year by the miraculous work of God. I listened to two fiction books 
And it took me like 39 years to find, um, no, not that long, but I'd say a good 25, 26 years to actually find fiction that I will read. So I go for nonfiction. And again, the criteria is re I read what I need. So with that, let's go over what I've read so far in 2019. And um, we're going to do it right after this break. I want to invite you to be one of my newsletter subscribers. It is so simple, so easy. All you have to do is go to www.simplesignature.com, look in the right column and enter your email. So what's in it for you? A happy note from me with exclusive content that will inspire you to reach your goals and be the person that God called you to be. So subscribe today. Welcome back to the show. So here is a quick list of what I read this year and everything I read, I recommend. Here's another question that you might have. Did you start something that you didn't finish? Yes. Some of these books I'm planning on going back and finishing, others not so much. Like I try to start a fiction book, which I'm not going to name what it is here. And I just haven't been able to, and everybody loves this book, but at this point in my life, I don't need fiction. So remember, my um, whole goal is to read what I need. So the first book that I started with in 2019 was Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I want to say we have a paperback copy of this book in our home. I tried to read it three times. I failed. But when I had it on audio, I succeeded. I enjoyed this book because I just needed the reminder that binders are not binders. Boundaries are important in life. Binders are important, like for people that are actually printing books. Anyway, um, this book also inspired me to be serious with my health goals for the year. So if you need a little help with boundaries, you need to read this classic book. Number two. Raising Giant Killers by Bill Johnson. I'm a fan of the Johnson family. Um, I listened to their preaching for years. So this book kind of gave me a deep dive into, you know, their love and dedication for their family and a little bit of their advice. Number three, and I'm going to stop like saying numbers because I am I am pretty sure I'm going to lose myself. But the next one is Rising Above a Toxic Workplace. This is by Dr. Gary Chapman and by Paul White and Harold Mira. This book was pretty amazing. I haven't been in a toxic workplace in a little while, but I have worked in some toxic places. I also love people who have worked in toxic workplaces. So if you are in the situation or if you know somebody in that situation, this is an amazing book. It will give you a lot of application of what to do, it will help you with your decision making because, you know, not everybody gets to quit and say, forget it. I'm out of here. You know, sometimes you have to stand um, in there and kind of wait until your assignment is over. So this is a very, very good place. The next book is Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Garrix. I read this book 13 years ago and I needed this book again. Um, every now and then I read a marriage book and this one is pretty amazing, you know, so that was my uh, number two um, round 
with this book. So it's pretty amazing. Love and respect. I also give this book to newlyweds that I love. Um, one of my kids, uh, former teachers got married and I didn't know she got married because, you know, relationship with teachers are kind of like they can't really be your friends until um, they stop teaching your kids. At least that's my experience. So she was done teaching my kids and I was like, oh, thank God we can be friends on Facebook and we can actually like, you know, do some stuff. So she told me she had gotten married. So I gave her love and respect and a few other books that I that I vouch for because I like what they say and I practice what they say. So love and respect is really good. Rooted by Benning Leapscher. And um, the list with all these books is going to be on the show notes for this um, episode. Rooted was a balm to my weary soul. I won't go into details of my longing, but I'll tell you that I understand how God can develop us in different seasons. So when I wrote uh, the blog post um, about the books that I was reading, I tried to get back to my go back to my mindset. And some of these books, like they came at the right time. So Rooted was one of those. Like it was just what I needed when I read it. And I can't remember exactly, but I want to say like in the spring, maybe early spring, that's when I read it. Next book is Poverty, Riches, and Wealth by Chris Valatin. I'm also a fan of Chris. Um, I usually listen to his preaching. I try to read this book. Couldn't do it. Audio. Totally did it. So um, it's a way to kind of understand his thinking in a deeper way. And that's what books are all about. But I enjoyed it. It was a good book. <clears throat> the next book I highly recommend it to my mommy friends. I actually have been speaking about this book a lot to friends um, that talk to me about technology and kids. So the book's called The TechWise Family by Andy Crouch. I highly recommend it. I'm not going to go into details of what it's all about, but if you have questions, if you're feeling bad about the use of technology in your house, if you don't have a plan for the use of technology in your house, this is the book to read, my friend. The next book is Jesus Through the Middle Eastern Eyes, and this was an ebook. I like this book because I realized that Jesus was born in the Middle East. Jesus wasn't white. Jesus wasn't Brazilian. So this book gives you more of an insight on Middle Eastern culture, and it helps you to understand your Bible better. This book will stretch your thinking, especially when it comes to the Christmas story. So anyway, I, I recommend it. Jesus Through the Middle Eastern Eyes. The next book is Race Everything by Bart Yasso. This is definitely um, for runners. And this book proves yet again that Bart is the mayor of running. I loved this book. If you are a long distance runner and if you kind of know about Bart Yasso, you kind of know exactly what I'm talking about. It will give you like all the warm and fuzzies about running. And then you're like, oh, Bart, you're so wise, which he is, you know. So anyway, uh, Race Everything is a very nice guide. A lot of wisdom um, collected over the years. And Bart is just a cool guy. Okay, so here is the one of two fiction books that I read. And now that I'm looking through this list, I think I only read one fiction book. Maybe I read the other one in 2018. Okay, but this one is called Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Um, Celeste Ng's first book, I can't remember what it was called, but I read it and I enjoyed her writing. She's Asian American and I enjoy her fiction writing because she 
adds a lot of Asian American <clears throat> family um, culture into the storylines and these people. And to me, it's fascinating. So I really enjoy Little Fires Everywhere, and I enjoyed her debut book as well, which I cannot think of what it was for the life of me. The next book is called God, Where Are You? Finding Strength and Purpose in Your Wilderness by John Bevere. I'm a fan of the Bevere's. Everything basically they write, I have read. Um, and this book is full of wisdom for people who feel like they are in the wilderness season. That's amazing, like how much God can give you in the wilderness season that you really don't know. Um, so this book was like eye-opening. So I always learn a lot from them. The next book is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigge. A lot of people like me who study um, good habit formation, I guess that's what it's called, right? Um, knows about Charles Duhigge. I really enjoy this book. This book helped me with a bad habit I was trying to break. And for the sake of transparency and because I don't have anything to hide, I was snacking quite a bit after dinner. So uh, this book gave me uh, an understanding of how habits are formed, how you can break, how you can form like good ones. And I love <clears throat> the research um, that he shares also in this book. So you can apply what you learn from the power of habit in many areas like nutrition, fitness, work habits. So this is an amazing book. I highly recommend it. Another book I enjoyed a lot is called 168 Hours. You have more time than you think by Laura Vanderkam. So Laura studies like how to use your time and you and I know everybody only gets 24 hours, but I love to find out like, how can I make the best use of the time that I do have? So this book will help you to engage in better time management. It is a well-written book. And um, she is very relatable. So you enjoy that. Let's take a break and we'll come back with more books that I read in this, this year. <laughs> I would love if you could follow me on social media. I'm basically everywhere. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Twitter. I am on Instagram. And my stories are pretty fun and pretty relatable. So everywhere, I am Cynthia Listen B, one word. C-I-N-T-I-A. Listen B is the words listen in the be like together since you listen to me i hope to see you on social so here are a few more books that i read the magic of tiny business it opened my eyes to uh the fact that sometimes when you have a small business it's actually a good deal i cannot remember the name of the author but the name of the book is the magic of tiny business It's very interesting Simply Tuesday by Emily P. Freeman is a very good book. I enjoyed it. It feels like you are listening to a devotional. It's very peaceful. And obviously, I'm a fan of Emily P. Freeman's. And three audiobooks by um, Zig Ziglar. One is Ghost. Another one is Master Your Ghost. And then the third one was Master Successful Personal Habits. I'm a fan of Zig's. And... Anytime that I'm feeling low, and I don't know if I was just feeling low or if I, I think I decided like I really need to get serious about my goals. So I was just like, let me take a deep dive into all things Zig Ziglar. So these books are very, very um, helpful. The next book is Creating Community. I learned a lot from this book. I am very curious about the structure of different organizations. So I'm also interested on how um, 
organizations connect people effectively. So if you lead a group, you will really enjoy the ideas taught in this book. It's called Creating Community, and it is by Andy Stanley and Bill Willits. The next book is Communicating for a Change, and this book is by Andy Stanley and Lane Jones. So I'm a communicator, and I'm always looking forward to improving my communication skills. So Communicating for a Change is is brilliant. It's very nice. I think that in 2000. In 19 or 2020, if you want to be a better communicator, you might want to uh, read that book. Another book I read was The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman. I listened to her a lot and she has a podcast with the same name. So listening to the book kind of give you gives you a better idea of what the podcast is all about. So um, it's for people who have a hard time making decisions and I feel like all of us do. So it's just a nice window into this world of how do you make wise decisions. The next book I read um, is The Life-Giving Home by Sally and Sarah Clarkson. I was actually sad when this book was over and it's a pretty lengthy book. Um, I listen to Sally when I feel like I need inspiration for my life as a homemaker. This book overwhelms you in a very good way with advice on how to make your life in your home really uh, life-giving, okay? So I I encourage mothers to read it, women to read it. It's, it's like it's so Sally Clarkson. So, And that's the first thing that I read by her. I know she's been writing for many, many decades, but that's the first thing that I listen, you know, it was an audio book, but I, I enjoyed it so much. I was sad when it was over. And I can say that about every book. The next book was Find Your Way by Carly Fiorina. I heard Carly being interviewed in a podcast. And again, as you guys know, I love podcasts. And you know, I also have one, the one that you're listening to right now. But I heard her being interviewed. And I said, I need to know more, like I need more of this message. This book was a game changer for me. It gave me a lot of um, encouragement because I have a strong sense of purpose in my life. And sometimes you wonder like, how do you find your way? And this was unrelated to the the book, but I think it stayed in my subconscious. Um, A few months ago, my husband and I were having a conversation about my future, our future. And he gave me like, well, when it came, like it was my part of the future, you know, in our life together. And he was giving me like some suggestions of what he could do. And then without thinking twice, I said, you know, I can't find my own way. And I'm sure he probably forgot about that. No, Zeke remembers everything. Um, But if, you know, he doesn't remember this conversation, like I usually sometimes remember the things that I tell him, but this kind of stuck with me. It's just like, wow, I can't find my own way. And my life kind of has been like that. But I um, encourage you to read Find Your Way by Carly Fiorina. If you, like me, have a strong purpose, sense of purpose in your life, if you're feeling stuck by, you know, any way, shape or form, or if you just want to have like a higher vision of how one finds their own way in life, you know. The next book is Visioneering by Andy Stanley. Can you tell I'm a fan? I'm a totally, totally a fan of Andy's, but this book looks at the topic of vision from different angles. 
um, when I interview for a job or when I come into like an organization, the first question that I usually ask is what is the vision here? I'm interested in the vision. I believe in vision. And this book talks about this topic in different angles and is very practical as well. The next book I read is called or listen to guys like it's audiobooks. A lot of them. Some of them were like paperback. But this one was an audiobook. It's called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. If you are not happy with your use of screens, if you need a vision, if you need some actual science behind what's being done to keep you looking at your screen for hours and hours and hours, listen to this book. It's amazing. It's a game changer. It is very deeply rooted in research and you, he gives you actually a lot of application on how you can be a digital minimalist. The next book is How to Lead When You're Not in Charge by Clay Scroggins. Um, so out of all the books that I posted, because like what I would do is I obviously blog at www.simplesincher.com, but I also post on Facebook like, hey, I just finished reading this book. A lot of my Facebook friends have read this book and they all love it, which also makes me think like, what did y'all think of the other like 26 books? Like, were you like, oh my God, poor Cynthia. Either that or they just haven't read it. But this book, like the response was pretty overwhelming. I was like, whoa, number one, people haven't blocked me. So they're seeing my stuff. Number two, they're commenting and telling me they read it. So anyway. Um, a lot of my friends read it. They loved it. I loved it. So how to lead when you're not in charge um, is about leveraging influence when you lack authority. I think we have all been there. There are very few people who are in charge all the time, right? And even if you're in charge all the time, you can be in charge everywhere. So this book is pretty phenomenal and is highly recommended by my friends on Facebook. Last but not least, uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. This book was very well written. When it first came out, a lot of my friends were reading it. I did not in the beginning, obviously, you know, I just finished reading and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, the fact that it was well written. I enjoyed the stories about her family. And those were like my favorite things about it. Like the backstories about her ancestors were amazing. And I was left with a strong sense that it is her goal to really help others. So it's a beautiful book, beautiful book, very well written. It is totally worth uh, reading. I highly recommend it. So I set out to read 25 books this year. And thus far, I have read 27. I am cu currently reading two paperbacks books. And as you know, I move a little bit slower with those. And the good thing is, I'm actually loving these books. One Two of them were gifts. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the first uh, book that I, and I'll mention like when I finish it, the first book that I got as a gift, it was from a friend, like from Rice. And when I saw the envelope and it said Rice University, like I I just hugged the, the package. I didn't even know what was in it. And then when I saw the book, I was like, oh, it's just what I needed. So I'm reading that one. And the other book, is a book that I got for free on Facebook. So I was like randomly watching a Facebook live and it was actually Family Life Today. I listen to their podcast sometimes depending on what the topic is. 
And then the moderator on Facebook said the first person to ask a question will get a book. So what did your girl do? I asked the question and it was a good question too. So they sent me a book and I was a little iffy about this uh, book. And I stayed for the Facebook live and I listened to the conversation and the topic is really relevant for me as a person. But you know how sometimes like you can be on a Facebook live, but you just don't know like about the writing, about the content. You don't know like, is this your publishers trying to leverage your success on social media? I don't know, but surprisingly it's really good. And um, again, I, I kind of take it slow when it comes to paperback. I'm also on track to finishing the Bible in a year. I'm so excited about that. And as you know, I'm encouraging everybody to read the Bible in a year with me in 2020. The previous uh, episode of the Simple Sincha podcast gives you the five W's and the H, like I basically make a case for you reading the Bible in a year. It takes between 10 and 15 minutes a day. And out of all the books that I just listed, the Bible is the only one that will make an eternal difference in my life because, you know, when I die and I go to heaven, you know, what I know about God, the God of the Bible is really what's going to matter. So out of all the books that I read, the Bible is the more is the most important. So I highly encourage you to read it with me. Um, I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you five ways to read more in 2020. See you soon. I have two books published on Amazon and I would love if you would go there and check it out. All you have to do is just to look for my name, Sinchilla Simbi. One of my books is about prayer and the other book is about how to go from stay-at-home mom to working mom. Look for me on Amazon Kindle. Welcome back, friend. So how do you read more in 2020? So here are five ways to do that. Number one, determine your reading goal. It's been said that if you shoot for nothing, you will hit it every time. You need a goal, you need a number. So my number was 25 and last month I surpassed that goal. You don't have to read or listen to that many books, but you do have to determine your reading goal. Number two, find and maintain reading time. So carpool time can be reading time. Waiting rooms are great places to read. Any downtime is fair game. So it's lunchtime at work. So here's another way to find reading time. Measure how long you are mindlessly browsing online and apply that time to your reading. Number three, determine the format. Will you read paperback, ebook, or audio books? So it's up to you. Anything you choose will be great. Number four, enjoy the process. Reading more is about what you become. It's not about you being crowned a super reader of your neighborhood, you know? You're going to gain new ideas. That's super joyful. You will think in a different way. You will use your brain and you will empower others. What goes into your mind usually comes out of your mouth. That's how you empower others. And number five, encourage other people to read more. So I'm a big fan of reading and I believe that everyone can read more. So we can encourage our families to read more as we model reading. We can talk about what we're reading, 
And um, another way to persuade others to read is to share how a particular book has changed you. Out of all the books that I read, usually when I tell my friends, this is how this book changed my life. This is a problem I had. And then I read this book and it fixed it. Usually people are like, oh my word, okay, I need to read this book. So just make it very practical. So these are the five ways to read more in 2020. Determine your reading goal, find and maintain reading time, determine the format, enjoy the process, and encourage others to read more. This is your friend Cynthia with SimplyCynthia.com, where we spread hope online one word at a time. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.